0: good morning and my name is karen waltham i've been working with the marine society now for a couple of years on the coming ashore program and i'm delighted to welcome sinead hales um, to join me today and have just a, a chat about the mentoring scheme uh, sinead's recently joined as a one of our mentors um and it's uh, it's great i just like to have a, a chat through really a casual chat sinead just of, about some, some questions about your background and things like that so um, are you well this
1: morning i'm well thank you yeah it's lovely to see you again
0: and and yourself <laughs> and yourself and the sun shining which is always always good yes. um so first of all i'd like to say thank you for signing up as a mentor because it means an awful lot to those of who are looking for some mentoring support and i know we talked about it when we um when you you know your own story um so just let's by start start by asking you know um what, just give us a background to your career, just a brief background to your career so far.
1: So um, I've been in the marine industry now for about 15 years. Um, I started out as a deck officer cadet with a general cargo company um, and worked my way up to Officer of the Watch um, with them. Before I made that decision in my first contract at sea that mm. it's not what I wanted to do. Right. So I I took my first transition to shore. So it was very early on in my career when I I came ashore and I worked with the general cargo company as a technical assistant for three years um, before I moved back to sea, which not many people tend to do. I think this is
0: why I think your your story is quite fascinating (laughs) because it's people go oh I'm going from sea to shore but so when we spoke before the fact that you do move from shore to sea and sea to shore back again so so sorry you went back so you went back to sea
1: I went back to sea to get my my sea time to do my my chief mates and then um moved from general cargo to passenger ferries just for a bit of change of scenery I thought it would be nice to do something else and um after came back from passenger ferries and now working in my current position for the last two to three years. So I've, I've done multiple transitions from, uh, from sea to shore. And what's your current position? Tell us a little bit more about your current position. So currently at the moment I am a QHSE manager and I'm the designated person ashore for a offshore energy support vessel company. Um, we have a fleet of 15 crew transfer vessels which include workboat and high-speed craft. Um, they tend to work on wind farms just off the east coast of the UK, but we do tend to work kind of Irish Sea, up near um, Mersey. We can be in Germany, Holland. So require, you know, wherever the work is we go. So yes. Which is good. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting the fact that you have made these um, multiple. Decisions
0: to 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 move around during your career, and interesting, you made the point that it wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do uh, when you made your first transition because you didn't want to do move into that particular role. You wanted to transist. Would it would it be fair to say that you were making your own decisions at each point, or did you have a sort of a a long term goal that you want you aimed for? Was it sort of like almost like you know as your career evolved? And
1: so as it's evolved, evolved really. So when I first came ashore, like I was 21, I moved from one country to, to go work on the Isle of Light, Um, knew no one, and um, it wasn't my intention to, um, to kind of continue with being a seafarer. Um, I didn't want to go any higher than the officer of the watch tickets, but in my time ashore the first time, you had that, it wasn't a pressure, you didn't have the knowledge and everyone is telling you that, oh, you need your next ticket in order to kind of go up the ranks. So I was being told that I couldn't go any higher than an assistant unless I got my chief mate's or my master's ticket, which I know 10 years later, that's not the case. There are plenty of other options out there. You don't need that higher ticket to, to kind of work your way up in the Marine industry. As example, I don't hold a master's ticket. Um, I no longer hold a valid COC, um, but I am in the position that I am now because I've kind of, I've branched off in a different direction. I've I've and safety routes.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, sorry, I interrupted there. Sorry. The um I think that's so true. And I think that's one of the things we've been talking about for many years. Um, and it's, you know, I understand that some people have worked that route. So they've actually got their tickets in various ways, and then they've had very successful short short based jobs, and that's what they've used. But equally, it's really good to hear examples where people have now understood they don't necessarily need those. Um, did you enjoy the fact that you went back and you got your the sort of second ticket level? Was it was it something you really wanted, I mean you had got some enjoyment out of. It. Did you feel you learned despite your perhaps understand you didn't need to do it any you know, in retrospect you didn't need to do it. Did you still enjoy that time or was it sort of a
1: I enjoyed it. It was very stressful. Um right. okay. it, it's very different to to going for your officer the watch, which of course yeah. you're doing over a period of, of three to four years, where um for me my chief mates um was like a condensed into four months. Yeah. So, you know, you're studying for exams, studying for orals, so it can be quite intense and stressful.
0: Yes. Um,
1: but I also find that that transition um, early on in my career to come ashore, it gave me that understanding and background as well of how the office management side is with the vessels. Yeah. Where up until that point, you're only seeing one side. So you're seeing both sides and when I went back to C the second time, um, I understood kind of how the management system worked on board because I knew what they did, you know, behind the scenes at the office And, and it kind of gave me that understanding for the management system as well
0: and that 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 probably helped people on other your other um, crew members on board in terms of being able to help and advise and having a different viewpoint in fact of somebody who had worked ashore um to actually go back back to sea with a different set of eyes as well. So again, um, beneficial for both sides actually.
1: Yes, it is because I was able to kind of give them advice and instruct them on how to do it. Um, rather than just reading it from a manual I was actually able to physically give them that background of well this is the process from A through to B and through Mm. to C Mm. so it gave them a better understanding as well
0: Yeah. In terms of the help that you had when you moved ashore or on the different sections or different times that you moved ashore. How much help do you feel you had, or was it down to you? It's kind of a loaded question there, but in terms of what did you feel it was your own, you were driven yourself, or did you find you had others who were around who could support you and did help you?
1: No, it was just myself. I didn't have anyone that I could go to for advice. Um, I, I didn't have anyone that I could say, well, you know, what were the routes could I go down if I didn't want to go back to sea? Um, or what was available to me, especially funding, or what I've noticed now as well as a lot of colleges and academies, they're um, introducing the distance learning courses, which wasn't available when I was at sea. So, of course, if you were to come ashore, it felt like you had to start from scratch again. Yeah. To, to branch off elsewhere.
0: Mm. The other, the other thing I we hear a lot. Is that people don't necessarily understand the different roles that are around. And you've kind of alluded to that at the beginning. So in terms of the, the breadth of opportunities, do you feel that the you suddenly realize there was more opportunities once you are ashore? What you can't see?
1: Yes, there is. Like a lot of people would just when you're at sea, all you would see is maybe what you could do in the force or, you know, being a, a ship's agent or ship charterer, ship broker, insurance. But you don't actually see everything that goes on in the background. Like you could go off and you could, if you wanted to teach, you could teach STCW courses, you could lecture us um the maritime academies, you could pre- present courses. Um, I've been very lucky that in my current role, um, my employer has been you know they're they're very heavy on you know cpd on the continual professional development yeah um and with their support i've been able to go on and get my my knee bosh and they're currently supporting me through my diploma now as well in occupational health and safety so although i'm still in the maritime industry i've taken a completely different route with it and my company has supported me and i think that's what people don't understand as well is yeah. that um a good employer if you're transitioning they will help they should be supporting you in that transition and helping you and giving you the tools that you need Mm. to, you know to to develop yourself Yes,
0: exactly. And I think many more people are, irrespective of whether people are training um, and planning to do it ahead um, or whether they're just making that knee jerk reaction say, you know, enough's enough and make that, that transition. Um, and also, really refreshing to know, as you say, you, you don't have to get your master's tickets to actually go, go ashore. It's to be able, there are so many opportunities um, whenever the time's right. And I think in this day and age, more people are looking to transist um, yeah. when they're ready. When when it suits them and not when it suits um, potentially the business or potentially the certification levels.
1: Yeah, like in my current role as as DPA, I don't hold a master's ticket, but I have a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. for for our company and the safety of our vessels and the safety of our crew, that yeah. does fall down to me. You yeah. know, I have the authority and so on through the ISM code. So I have quite a high level position without a master's ticket so it, it is doable and, yeah. and people shouldn't be afraid to think oh I need my master's ticket in order to be able to do that because maybe that employer would like you to have a master's ticket but you don't have to have it
0: no, no. and I to- totally agree and it's so refreshing so thank you very much indeed mm-hmm. so just you know what in terms of being a mentor you've we've delighted to have you to sign up um, we're looking for mentors all the time um, but to have people with your experience is, is is refreshing in especially in 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 supporting others that are coming through so in terms of what you can offer as a mentor what do you think is it that you're that you other than as you've explained your background what well, how do you feel you want to uh, to support others coming through
1: i'd like to provide them with the guidance that i didn't get early on in my career um and also to kind of tell them my experiences and my stories and what I've learned and possibly how I would have done things differently Mm -hmm. but also to give them a, a different perspective on things because there is that set route isn't there you do your officer the watch your chief mates your masters and that's it now if you can't afford to go and do your chief mates there are other options out there for you you could maybe go for a lower master's ticket um and those things not many people are aware of because it is you're set on that one route and one route only, and that's how you can get to it. So I do want to get across my experiences. I also have a, a wealth of knowledge from the different roles that I've done over the years as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So, and the lessons that I've learned from it. Perfect. Perfect. Any golden nuggets or advice for anyone that's listening to
0: this, any little, golden nuggets that you can offer? (laughs)
1: Um, Oh, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid to um, to put yourself out there because if people want one thing, you know, you might absolutely amaze them by your experiences just because you don't have a particular diploma or a particular degree um, or ticket. You know, don't be afraid to take the risk and put yourself out there if you believe that that's the right job for you
0: perfect that's uh, very good advice and uh, thank you very much so well Sinead thank you so much for speaking to me today um I've really enjoyed the conversation I really um hope that uh, you'll be inspiring and encouraging others and what I would say to others who are watching that to the this this um this uh, podcast is that they might become mentors and um themselves once they've uh, perhaps transitioned ashore so we look forward to um to others coming on board so to say Karen Waltham and Sinead Hales So. Great conversation. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks. Thanks, Sinead. Thanks very
1: much. Thank you very much, Karen.